My name is Wade Adekai, and you are listening to the Wind and Reason podcast, episode 7. Today I want to talk about my brother, Sean Marcus. And if you didn't know, he is indeed my brother, from another mother. And another father. Really, an entirely different nuclear family. But nonetheless, he is one of my own. Some of you may know him as a photographer, and some of you may know him as a mountain biker. But to me, he is something utterly different. So much so that it'll take this episode in its entirety to scratch the surface. So I'll attempt to make it as brief as possible. Also, if you didn't know, it's Sean's birthday. On what day specifically? God knows when. Or how. Some say that Sean wasn't actually born. Some say that he came out of the earth already fully formed. Of course, I can't verify this claim, but interestingly, I can't disprove it either. Therefore, we can at least say his first appearance in the known world was near the end of October, thus making it his birthday. He spent most of his life in the boonies of Fort Defiance, Arizona, and when I attended Windrock Middle School and High School, I've seen him around but never felt inclined to befriend him, even if I did. He was a fast walker, so holding a casual conversation with him would be nearly impossible. He had an infatuation with baseball. To this day, I can't fully comprehend his interests in monotonous activities. But next time you hang out with him, watch a baseball game. Something interesting happens. When someone hits a home run, move as close as you can. He'll whisper under his breath, I wish I could go home too. Presumably, he's talking about wherever he spurned from when he came out of the earth. I digress. So when did I actually meet Sean? I met Sean during my senior year in high school, I think. We were playing in bands around that time. I was in a band called Matheson. And Sean was in a developing project with Blood Rush drummer Dallas Slim. They called themselves Scarlet Skies. Later, my band was in search of an additional guitarist. Sean was certainly our first choice. So he showed up one day and never left. Later we formed the Deathcore Hardcore Band declaring the end. The history and plethora of stories from this era of our lives is immense. So I'll save that for another time. Later in life, after I was finished with my one-year venture in Pennsylvania, I attended Mesa Community College. And Sean would be gracious enough to let me stay at his apartment from time to time while I pursued my education. He also extended a lot of patience as I participated in the incoherent native college party scene, which is, by the way, the weirdest thing to be a part of, finally away from the homeland with other natives, creating this quasi-subunit of the res you just came from to sweat out your trauma while taking jello shots. Well, anyway, around this time, Sean had invested himself in the AZ hardcore community, and participated in a number of tours, playing in a variety of bands, and tagging along as a photographer for other bands. Fast forward to today. We now work together in a marketing department, and any free time he has, he bikes with Silver Stallion Coffee, takes pictures, talks to trees, and astral projects, visiting other life forms. And if you ever think you had a dream about Sean, 
it's more likely that it wasn't a dream at all. He is just astral projecting and visiting you specifically for that moment. And now that we have covered a brief history of the guy, I now want to discuss the concept of Sean. You see, if you know him like I do, he isn't quite a person, or at least what we consider personhood doesn't quite envelop the ontological framework of Sean. What I'm trying to say is Sean is a myth, an idea, a chronicle that transcends individuation of any one person or object. We do not yet know his character arc, nor his purpose. But consider this as notes, as I will revisit this from time to time. And at least for now, we can cover a few peculiar things about Sean. If you've ever known Sean, you'll notice a few unusual things. For instance, who has ever, and anyone listening, raise your hand right now, if you ever seen Sean without his hat? If you ever seen Sean without his hat on, keep them raised. And yes, I don't care if I can't physically see you raise your hand, because I am confident none of you are, because none of you seen him in person without his hat on. Some say that if his hair is down, if you pay attention and he walks near a plan, his hair will briefly connect and transmit energy and knowledge with it. Another occasion, he cut his hair. In that same year, a drought happened, which caused many horrible circumstances on the reservation. He also draws energy for his musical performances from his hair. If you've ever seen our band play, notice when a breakdown is coming. This is when he lets his hair down. This is when he lets his hair flow freely. And it's not always a positive situation. The first time I was thrown in jail off the reservation in Page, Arizona, he had his hair down prior to the situation. Is this what caused it? I asked myself. We'll never find out. He'll never tell me. And finally, this is how he succeeds as a photographer. One day we were driving through the back roads of Navajo, New Mexico, looking for interesting pictures to take. After a few landscape shots, we began to lose momentum. But Sean, not willing to give up, let his hair down. And I have physical proof this was indeed the case. He let his hair down, and I am not kidding. A hawk landed on a post, long enough for him to take a picture of it. Check his posts on November 7th, 2020. And he reposted on October 18th of 2021. It's as if the hawk recognized him and posed long enough for him to snap some images. Next, I want to talk about how Sean is not an individual. Rather, Sean is all. Sean equals many. You may see a Sean in your everyday life. Really, Sean is only a manifestation of our consciousness. Nobody truly knows Sean, and he intends for it to be that way. I am nothing, yet I am everything, as he once said while he was sleep-talking. Really, we can post a picture on his timeline of just any guy from a powwow, and his stonery, outdoorsy audience wouldn't tell the difference. We can post a picture of Eddie Spears, 
the guy who played Black Cloud, and literally no one would tell the difference. I guess what I'm trying to say is Sean is Black Cloud, and Black Cloud is Sean. I know some of you may be skeptical right now, but hear me out. Black Cloud desires to be sober. Sean is sober. Black Cloud is chiseled. Sean was born with abs. Black Cloud rides a horse. Sean can shapeshift into a horse. Black Cloud doesn't know how to be in a relationship. Sean doesn't even know what a relationship is. And here's a nail in the coffin. Black Cloud's main competitive sport is boxing, which seems fitting for its time. Now ask yourself, what would be the relevant sport today? Let me guess. Is it mountain biking? And let me play a clip of our homie Antonio and Sean arguing during a party. Why are you disrespecting my friends? Here, have a drink. Party with us. It's time to send your friends home. Oh, I see. Party's over. Black Girl says the party's over! If you are around, Sean, and you smell like domestic beer, there is a real-life chance he will tell you it's time to send your friends home. Now, given the comparison between the two, we can confirm Sean is actually a better Black Cloud than Black Cloud. And Sean does have an advantage. Sean isn't only athletic, he is artistic. And this leads me to a conspiracy that I've been thinking about for a while. That is, every young contemporary native male with a hair bun, TL, are always selling something. As long as I've known Sean, he is always making something to sell. And I didn't know much of it when we were younger. But as I grew older, almost every young Navajo guy with a hair bun seems to always be on that entrepreneurial grind. This may seem like a generalization, but it isn't a generalization if it's always true. Then it's just a fact. I know some of you are mad right now. And if you don't believe me, uh, let's go name a random Navajo guy with a hair bun. Let's go take uh, Cody Artis. He's an Navajo guy with a hair bun. And guess what? He makes knives. And here's a kicker. He sells them. You can play this game too. As fast as you can think of a guy with a Navajo hair bun. And you don't even have to tell me because I know he's already selling something. And guess what? All these dudes know each other. Somehow they do. I can't prove it, but they do. And that's really the message of this episode. We need to support hidden indigenous networks of artists. But on the real, I love my brother. Happy birthday, Coyote. Life really wouldn't be the same without you making it interesting. God has blessed me tremendously through our friendship. So stay safe on those trails and blessings. Blessings.